The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Now establishing data link. Accessing. Hello and welcome to Make It So episode number 30, the big 3-0. Oh. Don't talk about being 30. I'm sorry. Um, I'm some years off that yet. Okay, right. So am I. This week we're going to do something special. Sorry, I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Richard Smith. This week we're going to do something special. It has been requested on the forum a lot. Um, we're going to be doing an episode commentary. I'm very excited about this. Indeed. Because I never got to go on DVD commentary. Well, I see. I'm, I'm rather versed in this particular art form. Um, but you, you, you sat in on the average ordinary people's Yeah, I have commentary. done an actual DVD you, commentary. A proper commentary about the film. Yeah. Um, right. So as, as, a, as a participant in that film. But before we get started on that, just quickly, I'd like to read out an email. Um, this is from our, uh, our wonderful Dr. James Roberts again, who uh, requested a few weeks ago that uh, he'd give us an explanation of what a parsec is. And he quite happily emailed us in a definition of the parsec and given the parsec, parsec even. Yes. I, I say it completely wrong. I don't even know. No, how you, to... ju- you were just putting a T on the end. All ah, right. It's not completely wrong. Not completely wrong. Just a little wrong. I, I shudder when we get little things wrong now. Shudder. Should, no, I shudder. You shudder. When we get little things you wrong. You shudder. Right, I see. S-H-U-D-D-E-R, shudder. I thought you said shudder as in like I should have done something. No. Right, okay. I'm far too well-spoken to say things like that. Of course you are. I shudder when we get things wrong. You're from Little Doncaster. things like that. You can't possibly uh, say things like that. We'll get email. Yeah, we do get email. We get a lot of whinging emails about, well, you know, you don't say Romulan, right? Well, I know I don't, but you did up. then, though. Hey, I do you now. Did then. I do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't say it right. I don't Neither know. do I. It was I quite foxing. Actually, I, I don't know what I was saying either. I haven't actually listened back to that. You, you were saying Romulan. Romulan. Yes. Right now, I see. So Romulan is right. Yes. Okay. Okay. See, I'm, I'm quite quite perplexed by that. Anyway, so he has given us a definition of a parsec. Um, which I was wrong. I said it was 12 light years. It's not. It's just over three light years. It's been around a lot longer than a light year. The current accepted value of the speed of light and hence the distance of a light year was only set in the 1980s. And there is a lot more interesting and is, is a lot more interesting. Sorry. I also think it sounds more sci-fi. One parsec is the distance that an object must be from Earth in order for it to be Parallax, see, these are all complex words. I really don't have no idea what they're on about. To the 
arc second, an arc second is one slash three six zero zero of a degree. The parallax of a star measure how far in the night sky an object moves against the distance. You've got a little bit of smoke coming out your ears. Have I? Yeah. I, I'm, I believe so. Suffice it to say, a parsec is further than you'd be happy walking. Pretty much. Uh, the distant star field of an of the Earth's orbit, the Sun. Uh, see a diagram below. There's a lovely little diagram, of course, you can't see. Uh, and apparently it's not to scale. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And it goes on. Uh, yeah, suffice it to say, it's a, it's a rather long distance. Long uh, way. Long distance. Uh, considering a light year is a pretty large distance. Yeah. Just over three is not one you'd want to do in an afternoon. No. No. So, Conspiracy. Conspiracy. The Next Generation Season 1 episode, Conspiracy. Okay, now you can do this either with your DVD or your VHS. We will warn you that there will be a slight problem if you're doing this with American DVDs as we're using the PAL DVD and you'll be using the NTSC DVD, which works off 30 frames a frames a second rather than ours which works off 25 frames a second so there might be a slight problem with sync by the end of the episode but that's right at the end and it's only 44 minutes so yeah. it's not going to be too bad no it it's not be, like a big movie no it won't be too bad or anything like that uh just say there's no there's not any sound from the the show here no it'll it's just, just be, be us talking, talking over it because uh, we'll get sued if, yes. I, I don't know how that other guy gets away with it, although I'm aware that it's much more entertaining to listen to. With the actual sound. Yeah, the, you yes. can drive along in your car listening to an episode of Star Trek. He's telling you what's going on. It's great. But you should probably be reasonably familiar with Conspiracy. Um, so here we go. The, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Hit right, it, so it. get to your uh, Conspiracy uh, episode page on your DVD or get ready to press play on your VHS, depending on what your medium is. And we're going to hit engage in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so we should be going into the episode now. First officer's log. First officer's log. Start 841 The captain is not around. Okay. They all start with Captain Slog. Who captain is this? Slog. Who is this Captain Slog? Captain Slog. <laughs> captain Slog. Start whatever. What a bastard. Geordie and uh, Data, of course, not doing any work no, on the bridge just straight away, chatting away. Geordie trying to tell him a joke again. This is, of course, back when the the uh, Enterprise had that nice wood panelling on the walls. Yeah, which later became bridge. sort of cushions. Which was uh, nicer. I, it's Although, I don't know, it seems more like a gentleman's reform club. It does, doesn't it? Uh, they have these slouchy chairs as well, though, really. Like, bad for your back, first season com chairs. Really? But better than on the Defiant where you've got that bloke sitting in front of you in the telly. Yeah. On the bridge. If you're in command, there's always someone sat in front of you. Yeah. Whereas they're sat more to the side. That was, that. yeah, they were trying to tell each other about humour there. Ah, uh, uh, that was it. They're going to Pacifica, the ocean planet Pacifica. Brilliant. <laughs> What a brilliant name for a planet that's this, made up of ocean. This little scene we're watching now with uh, Riker and Troy, they're very leaning towards each other, very flirty, isn't it? Yeah. It's like that, oh, increase to warp six, and he looks over at her as if to go, you know, I can make us go to warp six if I want to. Yeah. I'm the commander, you know. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, look at that body language. Yeah. Oh. Warp's bigger head. Yeah, Warp's bigger head. In the earlier series, there um, is. Now standing at the uh, position that we'll know him to be standing at, uh, not long after Tasha Yar's demise, obviously. 
A code 47, sir. Starfleet emergency frequency, which we will never hear of again. We will never know a code 47 message to come through, will we? Captain's eyes only. Captain's eyes only. I'm pretty sure. So, I wouldn't want that because mm. he's in bed. Look, he's in bed. He's talking to Riker like that. So the image of Picard is obviously on the main viewer of the bridge. Mm. And would you like your entire bridge crew seeing you sat in up in bed? No. No, you wouldn't. Wouldn't be too happy about that. No. Um, code 47. Interesting. 47 is the most commonly used number in sci-fi. Is it really? It is. There was a period in my life I, I would say 47 when I wanted to exaggerate about things. Yeah, 47. It's the obvious choice. It's good it's an odd number. It's an even number and an odd number combined, and it's just about the middle on either side. Um, so this is his special communication. Yes, old friend. And why is he contacting me on this frequency? Well, you're going to find out, Jean-Luc. Um, bad things. Bad things. And there's that flashing light. You'd get a bit annoyed with that, really, wouldn't you? There's a lot of flashing lights in Star Trek that I feel would make it very difficult to work. Again, on the Defiant, all those uh, red alert lights that are built into the control panels. Yeah. So there's like control panel, red alert light flashing in your eyes, another control panel. Yeah. And you often expect one of them to say, I could work so much faster if we turn the fucking lights off. I know we're at red alert. Yeah. I can hear the siren. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in the room. I heard you, Captain. Hmm. So anyway, they're expected at Pacifica. I'm still quite, I'm still getting over the fact that the, the planet's called Pacifica, really. It's a bit obvious, isn't it? It's a bit silly. Um, <laughs> is it the only ocean planet? I mean, what, did you have like like four to choose from? Uh, Atlantica. He's being mysterious now. He's oh, doing he? scary eyes, this guy. And oh, yeah, saying, it is, Don't isn't he? trust no one. It's Walker, that's it, the captain, the character's the, name. The truth is out there. Uh, Yes. And all that sort of thing. Quite the dramatic zoom into somebody looking serious uh, that we get a lot of in Next Gen. Now we have uh, the first and second season opening title sequence where we went through the solar system. Oh, we got a bit of Jupiter there and everything. Um, and Did we, we not go through the solar system on later seasons? No, season three onwards, we've got uh, a completely different set of imagery up to this point. Fair enough. And then season five, they had the flashy writing. Of course they did, yes. I'm going to have to go back through and check these out. Yeah. It's continuing mission, not five years anymore. Not five years. But they're allowed back home. Mm. I was quite alarmed to find out that the premise of the first one is that you go on a five-year mission and you basically, see you in five years, lads. Yeah, they never went back to Earth, Yeah, Yeah. Just fuck off, you're going on a five-year mission. Come back when you found something interesting. That's quite crazy. So they just never picked up supplies or new crew members or anything? Or- yeah, if, if they'd said that to Neil Armstrong, he'd still be out there. Come back when you find something fun on the moon, Neil. <laughs> it's all just rock. They'll never let me land. Yeah, Tasha Yar still credited as a main character. Isn't she dead. in this? Is she dead already? She's dead already. She died a couple of episodes ago. Didn't update their uh, title sequence, lazy bastards. Maybe she appears in this in a dream sequence or something like no, that. she's dead and gone. She doesn't appear again until yesterday's Enterprise. Right. Next time she's back. I love uh, that shot of it flying under the camera. It gets a bit boring after a while. Well, it is uh, just an opening credit sequence, I is. suppose. Executive producer Gene Roddenberry. Back when he was still kicking around. I, I sort of have the same feeling about the Roddenberry Next Gens that you have about the uh, James Bond films that were actually based on existing Ian Fleming books. Well, that was most of the James Bond. It Bonds. is most of them, but yeah. after a while, after the end of Roger Moore, they're just, just making the shit up. Yeah. 
None of the Brosnan ones are, are books. No, no. Uh, right, oh yeah, so this is all very So mysterious. we're mysteriously going somewhere else. There's going to be no mention anyone. of it in the log. No one talk about this. Really, really serious. Deanna Troy's looking at him as if to say, he's being mysterious, you know. Yeah. I bet I can find out what it is. Yeah, I'm sure she knows something's up. No one else has. She had weird hair in this season, you know. She did. She did. Quite unusual now. So, they've, so they're taking a detour. They're off somewhere. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, that's right. They've got lots of shots of the Enterprise warping. Um... A lot of the, the colours are different in the earlier seasons. Have you noticed? It's very oh, muted, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and uh, even in some of the earlier ones, I think they've sort of stopped it by now. In the earlier ones, the computer panels had green screens. They weren't showing colour images to the people using them. Interesting. Very early ones, so they've obviously even stopped it by now. Mm. Just had one of the miniskirts walking past a minute ago as well. They're weird. And you say there's a thing about T'Pol's bomb being in, a, in an Enterprise episode. You just had a woman just walking past with but the shortest miniskirt. Yeah, ever. but that's, that's a bum in a skirt, even albeit short. We actually had T'Pol's bomb. I know. There was no miniskirts in Enterprise, were there? No. Nope. There she is again. Is she just walking in circles <laughs> around the bridge? She must be. Okay. So we've, we've had most of our title sequence now. Now the story can start. We've had our instigating moment. So, yeah, it's early stuff as well. Like, most... Because Geordie isn't in engineering, like, you do get most of your main characters on the bridge in the early ones, didn't you? You had, like, you know... And what was what was Worf's job for most of season one before he became tactical officer? Because he was just stood Deputy behind... tactical officer. Yeah, but that was it. He was a really pointless character. Understudy. For most of the time. You know, you'd have thought, like, hang on, Klingon, you know, tactical officer, I don't know, really make more sense, wouldn't it? So they've arrived at this planet, as called by Captain Walker. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, there's three Starfleet ships in orbit. Picard's going to beam down and find out just what's going on Mm. by George. By God, he is. Um, Alone, number one. Oh, God, yep. So not only... Is Riker not going on the away mission? But Picard's going by himself. This was quite good. This is a good little uh, exterior shot of the space of Enterprise and the lower orbit. When they ever went for the lower orbit, you know, it's always yeah. nicer. Um, so we have a very sort of Mars-like planet. The wind howls. So I'm assuming it's a windy. Still place. coming up with credits. They used God. to. They got these over yeah, quicker they yeah, later on. Cliff Boyle, Bol. I don't know who he is. I don't know. And uh, long Picard walking down a gangway. See, this is quite an ominous sequence, actually. Um, I remember being quite creeped out by this when I was younger. Uh, just being, just all the mysteriousness about it. It was, it was, it was very different. I mean, this is probably one of the ones where Star Trek Next Gen started to grow up a bit. And there's a few things that were quite different in this. It's quite a violent episode. It is as well, isn't it, with mm. the, uh, the ending in particular? Was the first one that got edited on BBC Two? The end of it got completely cut. It's brilliant as well, but we'll get to that. Do we know what species this fish man is here? Uh, fish man. I don't know. Not as bad as the ones that turned up in season two of Next Gen that did actually look like giant walking fish. Yeah, they were rubbish. They, weren't were... they, they, they were in, spe- in stasis in a thingy episode. What's yes. What's the name? Pulaski. 
Yeah, Thingy Troy was in it. Uh, yeah. So now they're testing to see if Picard is who he says he is, even though he looks who he is, but they're still testing him. Um, so what's going on? But we've had a prelude to this, haven't we? I didn't realize this until recently, but you had the dude whose neck swells up later on and the Admiral turn up earlier to assess Captain Picard. Yes, they do, don't they? Mm. So that was quite a good little bit of continuity. Again, Uh, these are things you pick up watching them all again in sequence, just one after the other, that you don't get on a week-by-week basis. Captain Ricks. He's an Altarian. Altarian. No, he met at the Altarian Altarian. conference. Yeah. And Captain Scott, the youngest captain in Starfleet. Faster than anyone, sorry. Ah, so not necessarily the youngest. Not necessarily the youngest. But went from, I suppose, lieutenant commander to captain quicker. Just went commander, captain. Yeah. They're all going to die. Um, Is that, they do, don't they? Yeah, they all do. Um, so, yeah, so we're finding out this is the plot. So Starfleet has been, Starfleet command has been compromised at the very highest levels. And these guys are definitely not compromised yet. But we're not sure what's going on. Starbase 12. Didn't you always think with the numbers thing, like you had the planet numbers, like, so we're going to uh, Dantrax 4. Yeah. And you think to yourself, hang on, if you lived on Dantrax 4, you'd think to yourself, come on, couldn't you just give the planet a, a unique name? Why does it have to be numbered? Maybe nobody lives there. Maybe no one lives there. But there were ones that people lived on. Hmm. And it was like, well, you know, what would you call this? Earth 3. Maybe. If that, yeah, I suppose, yeah. The Terran system. Some of Starfleet's top people are changing. What do you mean, top people? The top, top people. people. Um, their weakness is a lack of memory. Yeah, so we, Picard shakes his head. No, 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 no. This is all some big joke, isn't it? And then her clothes fall off. And uh, I see everything. <laughs> and uh, then I ride away. On the grass. Um, <laughs> I just hear that every time I see him now. Yeah, I know. He's ruined Star Trek. Yes. Damn you, Ricky Gervais. He was on Parkinson the other day. It was really good. Oh, yeah. we. Oh, I was with you when we watched that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, his first officer's acting up there. Yeah, his first. And his uh, medical officer says he's normal, but I don't trust him. So it's all very paranoid. It's all very kind of... Especially when we've, been, we've had, like, pretty much a full season of very clean... Next gen, everyone gets on. And then suddenly we're sort of introduced to this idea that there are other crews out there. This was sort of like the first time we saw this many captains in one scene. You know, there's like four four captains. It's four starships. It's like, you know, four different crews. And he doesn't trust his first officer. My God, can you imagine if Picard didn't trust Riker? How horrible this must be. One day we may see that. Maybe one day we'll see that. Um, But not today. Well, maybe later on, actually, today. Um, <laughs> but never mind. So with Walker has got some kind of background uh, with Picard. We know that uh, he introduced him to Beverly or something like that. He has something to do with Dr. Crusher as well. Yeah. Uh, I think Dr. Crusher comes running up and says, was Walker there? No, Doctor. No, he wasn't, unfortunately. No. Oh, really? Is that the Walker? All right. Yeah, oh, no. So it's yeah. the, ne- the next scene, I think. I do apologize. I drifted back for a second. On. Right, so we know that something's going on. Um, I can't get over her hair. 
her hair, bubble hair. This is Troy, by the way. Um, and that kind of belt line that she's got going on down there. It oh, it's kind not of, about an outfit. It, it, really. it seems to be sort of pointing to a certain region. It's weird. Suggestive. On Suggestive, a, yeah. On a, you know, sort of drawing, subconscious a, level. drawing attention to certain areas. Um, always wanted that painting as well. I would love that painting from his uh, wall. Yeah. Captain Picard's ready room wall thingy. That must have sold for thousands. And the fish tank. The fish tank. And the fish. Always a different fish. Yeah. I don't believe they had the same fish for all seven seasons. Of course not, no. Find me a fish that lives that long. Fish don't generally live more than... I don't know how long do fish live. I don't know. It depends on the fish. I bet there are some very old fish. Probably. Don't know. I don't think they last that long. Now we're back to Pacifica. Only Warpate there. Pacifica. That's just really stupid. Um, okay, so Picard has a special assignment for Data. And Data oh, he looks who, pleased at that, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, Data, who doesn't show much emotion, but looks a bit pleased about that, doesn't he? He's not experiencing emotion. He he is appearing to experience emotion. I see the distinction, yes. Uh, now then, if you look, see green screen. Yeah, yeah. Now he's in Picard's ready room. Why is he in Picard's ready room? Because he wants to do it in privacy. Why didn't he go to his quarters? Well, anywhere, really. Yeah. It was closer. I've got a job for you, miniskirt. Miniskirt, she's walking around, she's doing a lap. Did you see Walker? No. No, I didn't. Oh. That's a wig. It would have been really nice. Um. So Worf is picking up an unusual disturbance nearby. Oh, what could this be? It's in Sector 63. 63 of what? Really? I think you just start where you are and that's zero. And 63 would be... So clearly, in a couple of like minutes' time... Like a and ladders board, but laid out on the galaxy. Yeah, but then sector, sector 63, then surely when they get to Sector 63, it's going to be Sector Zero. I was always amazed by how when they give a command to lay in a course, they know the angle that the ship needs to move at. Yeah. Lay in a course 347 Mark 215. Mm. How do you know that angle? Yeah. Do you know which way you were pointing when you arrived? Surely the captain should just say, can you just go there? Please? Yeah, place name, that sort of thing. Uh, Walker's ship. It's been blown up. Doesn't look natural. Large. It's taking them a long time to identify bits of their own Federation starship. Looks like debris. Really, really wolf. Very astute. Um, so, yeah, this is probably one of the first times we get a blown up Federation ship, or have we had one already? I don't know. I don't know if we've had one in Next Generation, but we've certainly had them... Before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this is the first time in Next Gen. Certainly the Yamato is the one that springs to mind in terms of the big first one. The, yeah. That one. Donald! Uh, it can only be the Horatio. It can only... You know, yeah, big dum-dum-dum music here. From, From the, the looks, looks of it, it, she's been totally destroyed. Really? Reckon. Really? From all those millions of pieces floating through space. This week, Worf is Mr. State, the fucking obvious. Um, personal log 
You know, the... Uh, That's later that day. Later that day. But the 4-1 is the only thing that actually has any kind of significance. Really? Yeah. They go season by season. So season two, it's 4-2. Yeah. Season three, it's 4-3, etc., etc. I think by the end of Deep Space Nine or Voyager, they're on six. Nearly. Walker tried, but he's dead now. So Riker, babyface Riker talking... Mm. He is very young looking. Green screen again there. Hell yeah, gosh. The same bits of information. See, and I can't figure out where in the room he sat unless there's another table being brought in. No, he sat on the reverse of... Oh no, you're right. Because that's Picard's desk behind him. Yeah. Where is he sat? So to his right in front of him is the sofa. Yeah. So he sat, he's had a little trestle table brought in, little camping table. Or has he knelt on the sofa with the laptop on the top of the... Like, no, why would he be sat like that? No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just This is like a very peculiar out. camera shot. They'll have had to have moved a wall to get the camera in. Yeah. To that angle. Or they just moved the desk. This, this whole shot is, is flawed. Hmm. And the same fucking symbol keeps popping up. Intriguing. How much information could you possibly be looking for? To say that he can go through however many trillion bits of data per second, that did only seem like a few thousand pieces of data for a second. Picky you know? now, aren't you? I know, sorry. <clears throat> uh, the conference room changed design as well later on. We had all the little ships in the glass case. Wasn't that? No, that was in the Enterprise E. No, no, we, had the, we didn't have it in the glass case, but there was there were little ships across the wall. Later on, I don't think they were there. Oh, they signed up for one of those things where you pay a monthly fee and you get a model every month. Ah, right. And it, they went for... Well, Mantel. Yeah. Yeah. Went for Enterprises. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the uh, the NX-01 never appeared in that shelf. Not, not one, did it? No. no. Must have been disgraced later on. I did see on uh, the battle at the end of Season 6 of DS9... Uh, there were a few ships in that that looked mysteriously like an NX-class starship. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that as well. And, well, mm. <laughs> it could only have been designed by the same fucking guy as well. Mm. You know, how big is the ship design department in Star Trek in Paramount? Bloody hell. Can't be that big. Slack. Never mind. Threat to the future of the Federation. Big. Big threat, this big threat. That only happens once every week. Yeah. Now here, this is this was the opening shot, wasn't it? This was the uh, the first shot of, uh, of well, the Enterprise. Were, there were only so many panning shots of the Enterprise flying through space. Yeah, you've got your back to front, front to back. There she is, to- lapping around miniskirt again. It's like she's announcing the round I think at the a first, boxing match. The third assistant director for this should have been sacked, really, because his direction of the extras seems a bit slack. Maybe just have one walk. No one ever walks across the front, do they? Even though there are two turbo lifts on either side, and legitimately you could be walking in front, but that would obscure your, your camera angle. Yeah, you don't want to get in front of uh, Picard's yeah, telly. There she is, she's doing the rounds again. Watch, watch this fucking... That's a different one. Yeah, but... Uh, just lap miniskirts. And now they're all gone. That's because we had to have the serious pan into Picard's face there. Oh, now then, here we go. Ah, uh, here we go. Three old men sat around a conference table. It's been my experience in TV and film that three old men in a conference table 
never makes for a good thing. No, especially when one of them has pointy ears. Definitely not. But the one on the right is the one who turned up earlier in the season. Yes, he is, yeah. Um, And uh, I think he survives this, actually, doesn't he? It's it's weird with the Vulcans because they're supposed to be like the most trusted, the most friendly and all of that. Yet they can look the most frightening and the most sinister Mm. and the least trustworthy. Yes. Oh, there he is again. Yeah, he turned up earlier as well. And in that episode, he says, actually, sir, if I could be posted anywhere after my tour on Starfleet H. Uh, headquarters I'd like to go to the Enterprise <laughs> yeah likely yeah you won't last two minutes because I'd kill you yeah they yes. seem normal enough counsellor <clears throat> any thoughts well let's see hard to say well someone's hiding something hmm you're useful <laughs> could be someone on the bridge hiding anything it could see, be there's Wolf coming in with Mr. Fucking Obvious again You and Riker come for dinner. Yay! We've got ice cream after. Yay! Strawberry uh, cheesecake. You betcha. Starfleet Command. Excellent. Have what you want. Exactly. They have replicators. They're already cooking it. Preparations are underway. What preparations? Yeah. Someone's laying the table. (laughs) Splendid. Um, Oh, yeah, so dude on the right is coming up to the ship. Um... We have a wonderful fight scene with Worf coming up, don't we? Uh, of course. So this is the first time they've been back to Earth. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's the first time, in fact, we've been to Earth in Next Gen. An incident which will only happen a few times in most Star Trek, really, apart from Enterprise. Been there. Yeah. Enterprise ends up in Earth quite a bit, doesn't it? But, like, Deep Space really Nine only... Hey, never really goes very far. No, Deep Space Nine always ends up back at Earth every now and then. Well, no, that's the thing. Deep Space Nine never goes near Earth. No, but the crew, the crew do. I mean, whereas in, in this, the Enterprise actually goes to Earth. Uh, now, bit, are we going to see our baddie for well, the got episode? A bit of a, now we got a bit of a tease of that little purple, bright purple insect thing. Um, the thing is, I remember when you first see that, <coughs> you just assume that that's just something he's going to use to get some kind of information out of somebody. Um, like the earwigs in Star Trek 2. You don't assume that that's actually what's in control. Mr. Remick. God, that's an old style transporter. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the lights in the ceiling are the ones on the floor of the original. Yes. Yeah, so... Yes. They just turned it upside down. Call him Greg. He's he's an admiral. Come on. They changed the admiral uniforms as well, didn't they? That big sash thing across the front. He's also a bit too tubby for that uniform. Yeah, they changed it to the old um, jacket approach, didn't they? And then later on, do you remember they gave Picard the jacket, didn't they? And, like, a grey uniform underneath and... Yeah. A weird kind of felt-like jacket, didn't they? I've seen... Uh, Mini It was a suede jacket. All it was a place. nice jacket. Yeah, it was nice. I quite like it. In that. these early ones, some corridors in the Enterprise seemed more metallic and shinier than they later were. Like that back wall one. They always seemed more packed as well. There was always more extras wandering around in the earlier seasons. Uh, later seasons, the corridors seemed a lot emptier, actually. You see, there's a guy just walked past now. Probably get another one behind Picard in a second or so. 
Uh, no, we're not going to. Maybe it's just down to the people they had directing. Maybe. Maybe, or maybe they just made an active decision. What do you reckon? Maybe an active decision or, or not? Well, maybe it just started to look a bit dodgy that you had the same people in miniskirts walking past. Yeah, there you go. There's another one. What did he just do? He came like, He around, walked back round them back around and then them. back with them for a bit to use the computer on the wall. Cheeky extra. And then like six of them just coming at the same what, time. What job is he doing? He needs to use the computer on the wall in the corridor. Third AD needs to be shot. There's really bad. Like six extras just walk in at the same time. And then the whole set is just completely dead for We're prolonged periods of time. Just ripping this to shreds, aren't we, really? Yeah. Oh, there's a man. Oh, there's a bloke in a miniskirt. There you go. There we go. He had a miniskirt on. Brilliant. Told you. Yep. Bloke yeah. in the miniskirt. That's it, because you, you watch this at first and you think, this is a bit sexist, and then you see a bloke in a miniskirt and you think, actually, this is just a bit weird. Equal opportunities uh, yeah. in Starfleet. Precisely. Uh, <laughs> right, so yeah, yet again, Picard is going down without Riker. And... Uh, uh, this is the whole he's not who he says he is thing the admiral on board the Enterprise no no definitely not Um, should he be beaming down alone unarmed well probably not see Riker's never happy when he leaves no he doesn't like it considering that as a career opportunity if Picard gets killed he moves up a rank so he should probably be like you know so does trying for it really oh here we go so what does this building look like? I don't know. What does this building look like? I don't know. It's not like anything we've seen before. It certainly doesn't look like Starfleet Command in Star Trek Six, which I think is the only time we've ever seen it, really, other than in this film. It's nice, though. And yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you decorate your house nice. and your office all the different times. Yeah, it's like a nice wall. It's like a shot of Saturn in the background. I don't like that Vulcan, Vulcan Admiral, you know. I don't trust him one little really? bit. Really? Why don't you trust him? I, well, mainly because I've seen the episode and I know not to trust him. Right, but, I see, I see. But also because, well, he looks sinister, doesn't he? He does. But then all Vulcans look a little sinister, like you said. It's um, the stock haircut. Oh, here we go. And that was the beacon that he was just sending out there, I think. You say this was hard of hearing, or was it? No, he hasn't sent it yet. That's the uh, latest Ron Rimmick does that. Now we're going to see some some rough and tumble now, aren't we? Yes. Discovered accidentally. Yes. We weren't we weren't looking for it. Much scientific study to be done. It's it's well, a superior form of life. You see, that really makes you wonder when somebody says that a superior form of life. Mm. Well, you know that makes you question it. In, in it, really? what way is it superior? Mm. It won't like your science officer, but it does like you, Riker, because you don't have a beard. You see, we're Ica powerless without the beard. Can't fight the old man. I think there's some dodgy stunt work here. Yeah, there is. Oh, the old man's going to kick your ass right there. There we, we go. go. That was good. Yeah. All the way, he's just shocked through this fight more than anything. He is. Just, I mean, how are we doing this? How are you kicking my ass? How is he kicking your ass? It's because you don't have a beard. Right. right. Security, two War- minutes later. Worf, uh, you've got to have a go at this. Yeah, come on, mate. Look at that. That That's, was good. That was that his was karate a, that was kid a big, bit. Big kick. Wicked. And down on the glass table. Badass. Serious now. You've got to break through a glass table in Star Trek. It's brilliant. You know how painful that would be, really. I can't imagine. Um, 
I've but, never. But it happens in television and table. movies on a fairly regular basis, and doesn't seem to hurt anyone really beyond the immediate knocking them out. But it always knocks them out as well when you land through a glass of table. Of it does. Always knocks you out. Of course it does. Even though you didn't hit your head technically. But to have you screaming in agonising pain with bits of glass sticking out of your chest doesn't quite go right with, you know, daytime, primetime television. To the Horatio. Uh, I see, they already knew about the Horatio being blown up. Something is rotten in Denmark. There is a skunk at the picnic, and clearly there is some kind of problem here. Um... The Starfleet yeah. Command behind him. So if you didn't realise you were at Starfleet Command, there's a big sign. No, that's it. the office listing. That's who's there and, and what room they're in. I see. No old-fashioned computers here. We've got proper boards. Sometimes you. you need a board. Sometimes you need a board. Or maybe it's such an advanced computer, it looks like a board. Didn't think of it like that. There you go. We've got e-book readers now that look like books. That's true. We could have boards that... Oh, here we go. Why is Geordie there? Why is Geordie there? Never mind. He's there. Let's let's move let's on. Let's get on with it, yeah. What did he slip on? He would have asked you first question and he didn't hit his head. No. His time is limited. He has to go. But wait a second. I need to have shit Wallop kicked out him. of me as there well. You go. Through the door. That Brilliant. is a good one. Brilliant. That's well, how strong he is. Are you throwing through the door? Oh, now Klingon, it's you and me. Here we go. Everyone wants to fight a fucking Klingon, don't they? It's like, like it's like bear hunters, isn't it? Really, it's like you know, you got to go after the big one, bears and lions. Yep. It's like hunting them. Fight a Klingon. Here we go. Two-handed hitting. Two-handed, ineffective hitting. And that was ridiculous. Did you see that? He j- properly jumped before he got hit there. Uh, okay. He could snap his neck in a second, but it wouldn't be as much fun. Oh, he's evil. And he threw him over the table again. You see, this guy's got to get some new moves. He did that to Riker. Well, to be ago. fair, he's in the same room. There's only so many places he can throw someone. Oh, I forgot about this. Now, you see, the smarter doctor... Shoots him from shoots a long him way away. ...with a phaser... These handy things that happen to be around most corners of, on a starship, but security re- neglects to carry with them. Oh, well. You see now, she also did what you don't see enough of. She held the phaser beam on him for a while. Say everyone. The earlier ones as well, which had the ripple effect. When it hit them, there was a, like a, a ripple of energy that comes off the impact. Yeah. Doesn't happen later on. More efficient phases. Yeah. And smaller ones. This is when they were using the big, real fuck-off huge phases. The Type 1. They really looked awful. Yeah. Um, and that weird thing. You always think she's going to do a magic trick with that, that medical device and cut him that's in half. How, yeah, that's how she saws a man in half. Yeah. I always wanted to know what those those jars of goo at the back were. I did as well. Because like the they're pure, always there. You thought it was maybe the slime from uh, Ghostbusters yeah. 2 or something like that, and they'd start yeah. bubbling up when Worf gets angry. Uh, but it am never I, happened. Am I right in thinking there's two pink ones and two blue ones? Yes, there are. Yeah. Anyway, back at Starfleet Command. And they're drinking. They're all just stood around drinking. They're going to watch the football in a minute. Going to get sloshed. Have a game of golf on the green. Uh... Do you think they'll still play golf in the 2300s? Maybe. 
Still playing it now. It's I'm hundreds of years old. Still playing it now. It's true. I don't like this little lieutenant commander guy. Why don't you like him, Rich? He's a slimy little get. You can tell that. I can't even hear his voice right now, but I know he's a slimy little get. Yeah. In order to be let into their little group, he had to pull down his pants while they paddled him. Mm. And he, after each one, he shouted, Thank you, sir. Please, may I have another? Mm. Suck someone's cock to get the job. See, he took it to a gross place. I know. <laughs> may I speak freely? Yes, Doctor. Uh... It is Quinn. It's just not being controlled by Quinn. Mm. A parasitic being... Oh, this was pretty interesting. We never saw a medical diagram like that again, did we? No, which would have been good. That's a bit... In some ways, it looks very good, and in some ways, it looks a bit shoddy. So I'm I'm happy with where they went. It was always magnified brain scanners you saw or something like yeah. that later. But that was a proper three-dimensional model. That was like, you know, that was filmed and everything. That, yeah. was, that, was, quite, uh, that was quite interesting. Um... The old life signs. So it's it's denoted by the little... We found out there's a thing living in him sticking out the back of his neck. Yeah. As far as telltale signs go, that's... It's a um, good one, isn't it? That's a good one. It's like the whole thing with Battlestar Galactica and the fact that Boomer was a Cylon and that when Cylons have sex, their spines light up. So it's a good thing no one ever took Boomer from behind. Otherwise, you know... What lights up? Their spines light up every time they have sex. Do they? Yeah. How did, when did that happen? Two or three times in the series it happens. I had when, no idea. When, whenever Six has sex and she's got her top off, you see her spine glowing. Really? And Boomer as well. And you just think, as soon as you did a doggy style, you'd, you'd think something was up. That's very true, you would. Yeah, especially if you had the lights off, the whole light room's up. Light room's up. <laughs> Room lights up. Right. Anyway, so... Uh, this is brilliant, this scene. Now, we're gonna, we've come to a head. Yeah. We know that the guy, we know these guys have got things living in them with bits sticking out their neck. We're assuming security guy by the door has, and we're going to get to crunch time. We need to invite Picard in, and there we go. Maggots. Gasps. A bowl of maggots, grubs, whatever. Doesn't look nice. Doesn't look nice, but as a Frenchman, really, he should have been tucking in. It was like the whole when the Kardashian feeds him eggs at the end of uh, Chain of Command or whatever. It's like those gross little things. Yeah. And he should have just said, I'm French. Fuck it. I eat frogs, for fuck's sake. Swallowed it whole. That wouldn't be a problem for a Frenchman to eat maggots. So he's they're all eating away. Picard's looking at it like, what the fuck? What I'm the not eating the fuck fucking grubs. I'm not eating these. I'm not a Ferengi. I'll push them away. Maybe the tube grubs. Whatever they are, I wouldn't eat them. No. This um, is clearly... Where it's all gonna go wrong? Yes. So he's backing away. He's backing away. A little bit of it couldn't go more wrong there. than it is. Oh, Riker's here. Thank God. But no. Wait. You're not going anywhere, Picard. Now this is this is good because well, this is a good Picard Riker teamwork situation. Yeah. At the moment, we we don't know what's going on. I'm assume, I'm going to assume that if you own this, you know what's going on. Yeah, but that kind of gives it away when he's got a parasite, which is just clearly stuck on and not wriggling around like the other one. Was it not? Oh, the other one wasn't wiggling around, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Did they wiggle? They wiggled. <gasps> and Captain Scott. She's been taken. Oh, now this has thrown something into the mix to me. I, I forgot she was there, and I don't know if she's a baddie as well now. She is. 
That's terrible. Yeah. She's probably the one who gave up Walker and uh, blew up his ship. Mm. You never know. Um, so all the sinister stuff has come to a head now. We're sort of finding out most of what's going on. And there's one more level to go, I think, before we find out. But yeah, so it's kind of like this race was a bit like the Borg. Hang on. She just said both races share a love of theatre. Now, <laughs> when we see what this other race is, I, I just want to imagine what their theatre will I'm, have I'm looked like. I'm thinking of a very, very, very small round stage. With, yeah. With, <laughs> whoa, whoa. with one of these parasites dressed in costume and doing Shakespeare or something. It'd be quite interesting. I'd pay a fiver to watch that. Yeah, so anyway, the basic concept of this alien is pretty much the Borg, isn't it? They're sort of assimilating races and... Yeah, this is what we have. This is a theme that comes up a lot, but it comes a lot, comes up a lot in sci-fi. It's a bit invasion of the body snatchers. It is, yes. Um, have you ever seen the Abel Ferreira version of that film? Which one is that? It's the more recent one with uh, Gabrielle Lanois. Ah, no, I haven't seen that Forrest one. Whitaker, I think, is in it as well. Riker's not one of them. He's no, only pretending. He just shot it and that energy dissipating thing. And I'm sorry, but the maggots he was about to eat were so blatantly grains of rice, it is untrue. But never mind. Oh, and there it is. Oh, There's you the tell parasite. what theatre is that thing doing? What exactly? I'm something Greek, maybe. I don't know. Um, Aaron, so they're going to go after Aaron. Really well, he did a run. Really, it. really exciting music here, which we can't hear. It's like. Have him. Come on. Come on. Get him. You shouldn't have turned around. You should have kept running. He should have, but no, he's done it now. Uh, and we're going to really shoot his bum now. Shoot his bum. There we go. Now that we've singed his arse, um, another parasite comes out. So there was a few of these knocking around, um, and they're all going to come Where back to here through the yeah. magic hole in the door that appeared suddenly. Um, who's controlling the whole thing? Who's behind the master plan? Who is it? Who Turn could it around, possibly- man. <gasps> Slimy guy. Slimy guy. We knew it. We knew it. Um, brilliant uh, brilliant diagram on the background there. What exactly is that? Is that like that's the- sectors. That must be the- that's that's, sectors. That's the sectors. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. So, yeah, here we get to the uh, not suitable for BBC Two, six o'clock in the evening in 1989 uh, section. Not, not bad for what would now be CG. Yeah, um, stop motion. Not often we saw stop motion uh, no. in old next gen. That's somebody's uh, fingers some, in a sock. That, yeah. But that's... Oh. oh, as far as ways of getting it back into your body, I can think of worse ones. Um, swallowing, it's not bad. The neck swelling effect is actually quite good. I wonder how they did that. That's, that is very good. That is pretty good. And then we have something that we should have seen a lot more of, I feel, in Star Trek, the gross phaser effect. They put it on maximum, don't they? And uh, Well, yeah. it's dodgy, the maximum thing, because sometimes it does what it's about to do, and sometimes it vaporizes you. Yeah, I know. But this is my favorite. Come on. This is brilliant. Come on. Proper two beams on you. And uh, boom. boom. There you go. The man's fucking go. head exploded. I know. Glorious. Not suitable for BBC Two. And then this, all of this was cut out, so it was pretty ambiguous as to what was going on in the BBC Two edit. That looks like something out of Red Dwarf, though. Really. It does, doesn't it? That's that's quite poor. That's something like Doctor that Who in the seventies. Well. That is. Uh, and yeah, we'll, now we'll vaporise that. The screeching has stopped, and we're left with this last shot of the body. St- 
steaming with most of it missing. That's, that's quite gross, actually. That's pretty grim, really. Um, I'd forgotten about that, that it was that bad. I always just imagined the head exploding. But... No, it's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the most violent scene in Star Trek Next Generation. Why is he expected to make a full recovery? Because he's expected to make a full recovery. The fact that they can get the parasite out... What about uh, Aaron? Is he going to, you know, he just fell on the ground after being shot for a bit? I don't know. They were shooting to kill, so, I mean, maybe they're all dead. Which effectively means... The fact that they get the parasite out effectively means they just committed mass murder. Mm. Um, But never mind. Oh, here we go. Here's the twist. This was creepy the first time we saw it. Miniskirt doing her last lap. And... uh, Oh, maybe we'll get another one in. Let's see on the reverse. Come on, one more miniskirt. It's not going to happen. We've had you've had you fail, but it was a beacon, a homing beacon from Earth. Brilliant. And this last shot, interestingly enough, slightly different for next gen because most of the next gen first season episodes ended with set course for our next mission, engage. Up until about this point, the beeping in space. Yeah, there goes the message, and there's the galaxy it's heading towards in the background. That was quite good as well. Continuous beeping, continuous never ends. creepy beeping, and uh, they're never going to turn up. But, no, they're um, never coming back. They're too busy doing uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, they they just got a bit wrapped up in their latest theatre yeah. productions. I've never realised that line was in there until just now. That was hideous. Well, that, that that went quite well, actually. Yeah. That that flew by, to be honest with you. They do. They do fly by, these commentary things. Wow. Um, sometimes. Depends on what you're doing. We should talk through lots of films. They'd go much quicker. Yeah. Wow. So, so and the next time we'll have to do a season two next-gen episode, and we'll, we'll maybe do it like that. I don't know. Well, you know what? Seeing as we've got them all, and seeing as we now, we're, we're okay. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. And then maybe people could suggest from... Which episodes they'd like yeah. to see the commentary Because we're not, we don't, we're not doing them in any form of order. No, no. And there's a Paramount Pictures of Viacom Company. It's ended now. Yes. If you're... Uh, That's it. So may our American listeners still be watching now? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, sorry, we've ruined the ending then. His head explodes and he's... I'm sure they've seen it yeah, before. Yeah, you've seen it. You own it. Why haven't You've you owned it, it, so you know, why haven't you watched it properly before you watch it with this? So thank you for listening to our conspiracy commentary. Indeed. Uh, uh, if you like what you hear, go to dig.com and dig us up there or mm. write a review on iTunes. Give us some feedback about this. I mean, how how is this generally? Because, I mean, this is kind of restricting you in terms of where you can listen to this episode or did you listen to it on your commute and it still made sense? Um, let us know and yeah. uh, we'll decide whether to do this again in the future. But it was something new for our 30th episode. Um, right. If we're going to the forums, check out the forums. Check out the forums. Check out our other show, movies you should see, bollocks, weekend watches and uh, Definitive Word. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can go home now. Yeah, okay. Well, you are. I am home. Yeah. Like Thank Sam, you for listening. We'll like see Sam you Sam Neill on. and Event Horizon. Yes. We'll see you all.